Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning and welcome to Second Wind. You know, when I created this podcast, I really wanted to open your world so that you would experience new things and be willing to look at new things. And that is what we are going to do today. Some will be familiar with the topic and some will not. But let me tell you about in when I grew up in Arkansas, there was a town that we would go visit called Hot Springs, Arkansas. And there I would they had a lot of display areas with crystals and beautiful rocks. My first exposure to crystals was seeing these beautiful, beautiful stones displayed. That was many years ago. And so today I am really excited about broadening my knowledge about the crystals and their impact that we can have, they can have on us. So my guest today is Kak Young. She has been a producer, a writer, and a director in the Hollywood television industry for over 25 years. Kak has also learned a P- earned a Ph.D. in natural health. She completed 36 courses in nutrition from Baylor University. She is the author of 15 books. My goodness. Some of the titles are Heart Easy, The Food Lover's Guide to Heart Healthy Eating, Discover Your Spiritual Genius, Feng Shui the Easy Way, Dancing with the Mood. Moon are just a few of the titles that she has created. But today we're going to hear of her newest book which is The Art of Healing with Crystals. It is a book for beginners as well as a book for experienced healers who are looking for new ways to approach healing with crystals. I like. I wanted to tell this quote that was given by, or this endorsement that was given by Jacqueline Zeman, with Cax Young's breadth of knowledge on the powerful use of crystals, you will reap the benefits of greater balance between mind, body, and spirit. So welcome, Kat. Well, thank you very much. I'm really happy to be with you and your audience. Um, They're uh, a group of very powerful women, I understand, and I'm happy to be in the (laughs) presence of same. Oh, thank you very much. I am so interested. I told you how I was first introduced to crystals, and it was just beautiful, just the fact that I just thought they were beautiful as they were displayed on all these different tables outside. But tell me how you got interested in crystals. 
Well, I, I basically got into uh, healing and metaphysics uh, early on in my 20s when mm-hmm. a stage manager, I was working at CBS, and we were doing the Share series, and he was a dancer and a lovely guy and really in great shape, and he dropped dead in front of me when he was 55 years old at 7.30 in the oh. morning. Oh, my and goodness. I kind of had a a reckoning at that moment, and I said, well, um, you know, at that time, this was in the 70s, and women had to work twice as hard as men to be just mediocre, and I knew that I was going to put in a lot of hours and and a lot of energy, and I wanted to figure out how I could preserve myself and not drop dead at the age of 55. (laughs) Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. So what I did is I began to study various different healing modalities, and, you know, yeah. that led me to a doctorate in clinical hypnotherapy so I could help people with their weight and smoking, and then that led me to exploring more of the occult and uh, the more mind-over-matter kinds of techniques. So mm-hmm. I, I took a course. Uh, over the weekend in Orange County with a gentleman named Frank Alper. And what was wonderful, he was teaching about crystals, and um, I really did stumble into his milieu. And I was excited because he was a scientist first, and he worked at Mm -hmm. IBM, and he knew all the technical um, electromagnetic terminology of the crystal power. So he taught us from the ground up um, why the crystalline structure is powerful as a gemstone and as a healer. He ended Mm -hmm. up leaving IBM so that he could work on the healing properties and metaphysics of crystals. And then I began to study about the history, and I took myself, we have this magical thing called a hiatus in Hollywood where we take six weeks <laughs> off uh, after we've worked really hard for a year on a show, uh, you know, killer hours and all that. So uh, during the hiatuses, I would book myself either to India, to Hawaii, uh, someplace, uh, Hong Kong, China. I would take myself someplace amazing, and I would study the crystals, and I would study the power of gemstones from other masters as well. So um, I schooled myself, and then the reason I wrote the book is because people were saying, you really ought to put all this down, honey. You're not a spring <laughs> chicken, and who's going to carry on your legacy since you know uh, the, the depth of this subject? And so that catches us up to the present. Ah. So crystals, I mean, I don't even understand the depth of what they can offer us. So I'm so excited that you're here so you can share with us just how can crystals heal us? I well, know they have he- healing powers or, or properties. The, yeah, properties is the word. They have healing properties because of their atomic and electromagnetic structure. It's really uh, broken down by uh, Robert Simmons and uh, Natalia Ashian in their book, The Book of Stones, and I loved the two things they said. They said, number one, there are electromagnetic frequencies carried by the stone, and it vibrates uh, as a stone itself. Now, Mm -hmm. We have a vibrational system ourselves, and we vibrate as well. 
when we come into the field, it's called the physical law of resonance. And when we come mm-hmm. into the field of the crystal vibration, we resonate to that vibration because uh-huh. we have so much silica in our bodies. And and crystals themselves are SiO2, which is silicone and oxygen. So we are um, brothers and sisters with the mineral kingdom. You know, it's no, uh, <laughs> it's not a joke when mm-hmm. we say, you know, uh, we come from dust and to dust we shall return because basically we have the same properties as the mineral kingdom in many ways. That's mm-hmm. why and that's how they can help us heal because we have the same vibration. But what's better about them is that they are a clear channel. Their atomic structure is called a lattice, and that is the most perfect structure of any atomic structure on the planet. Therefore, a signal can be sent through it, heat, light, or energy, and it is not distorted in any way. It is the purest carrier on this planet. So therefore, when we can program a crystal or put our thoughts into it, it forms that thought and brings it out into reality with us and for us. And that's how they heal. Wow. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thinking about all that. Now, so when somebody, is there a crystal, is it the crystal overall is a healing or is it, does it heal according to different vibrations for different Tell me something that would heal. Okay. Let me tell you just a little, another piece here. When we look at the mineral kingdom, we want to think of three things. We want to think that they are alive, which they Mm -hmm. are, that they breathe, which they do, and that they vibrate, which we know is true because we can measure that. So when you yeah. think of a crystal as a living thing, I kind of coined the phrase, when you look at a crystal, you see in it suspended breath. That's because when it was molten back mm-hmm. long, long ago, it something breathed as it was turned into, because it was surrounded with water, and all of a sudden the temperature changed, and wham, all of a sudden it's solid. But it took a breath right before that happened. And Mm -hmm. it's not the same breath that you and I take, but plants breathe. Everything that is alive breathes. So we look at a crystal as being alive, as breathing, and as having a vibration. And so at the core of all of that, in fact, at the core of everything that is ordered in our universe is intelligence. And the scientists will tell you that the quark, the smallest form, atomic form that they can find, has intelligence. And it comes down to that very factor, that these things have intelligence. Now, how we heal uh, in, in as a companion to a crystal, we heal because they don't have decision-making power, and we do. We have consciousness. Now, they have mm-hmm. the consciousness to be a crystal, but we have the consciousness that is alive and that we can do the thinking for them. So, therefore, we become the directors of their energies. That's why they are perfect partners for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 
I'm trying to put my hands around. So how does this, do I come to the crystal and through my energy, do I say I want to heal from this disease or how does a person work with a crystal to have the end result of healing? All right. First of all, you have to come from the place of believing that this is possible. You yeah. have to understand vibrational medicine, and it is yeah. not a magic wand. It is not a pill yeah. we take. It is something we create from the inside with our in, inner healer. And whether we are healing something on the emotional level, on the physical level, or the spiritual level, we must become one with the thing, our tool, that we're going to use. So we want to make friends with the crystal. We want to cleanse it. We want to program it to do its duty because it is a receptive source and it has the ability to transmit light, energy, and anything we put into it. So it can transmit a thought. It can transmit an electric current. Therefore, and it does it purely and undistorted. So what we want to do is make sure that we are clear about what we want. And we don't tell the crystal, oh, I wish I uh, was taller. You, you have to make sure that the crystal can accomplish what you want. And you have to bring in, you have to awaken your inner healer to know, first of all, that you can heal that it is possible, and the crystal energy will amplify the energy that you put into it and help create that healing within you. So you, first of all, you have to have some belief about that. You have right. to really get to know your crystal, and you have to tell your crystal exactly what you want in a method as if it has already happened. So okay. you want to say, I am in perfect health. Any pain or discomfort that I feel now is eradicated. I give this to the crystal to accomplish. And so it is. And, and, and you really allow that to happen. And then you, you have to wait. We don't rush a crystal. Like I said, it's not a magic mm -hmm. wand. It is not a magic bullet. We have to wait and be patient with the healing process and that's where some people say oh if i go and just lay a whole bunch of colored stones on me and i just say oh i want to feel better um make it happen that's not how it works you have to be very specific and you have to make sure that it has happened in the future so that your healing ability works towards that end and and with a crystal there's no blame there's no condemnation you must work with crystal energy from a positive place from a place of filled with affirmations love and compliments i talk to my crystals every day and i'm i ask them how they are and yeah you know how things are doing and i think if you've read my book you know the story about the fire and how they basically saved my house or at least i think they did <laughs> yes <laughs> So how does one select a crystal? I mean, is it by color or size or shape or how if I were to walk up to it, if I were in a crystal shop and I were to select one, how would I do that? Well, first of all, beauty is a healer in and of itself. So if you yes. are attracted to a crystal and to its beauty, that's a really good place to start. But mm -hmm. we're working here with vibrations. 
And remember, right. when we bring a crystal into our um, milieu, into our frequency, we want to make sure that we're going to vibrate correctly. So what I do is I take a crystal in my right hand, and I'll take a moment to feel how that feels. And then I'll move that crystal to my left hand, and I'll take a moment to feel how that feels. Our world is made up of yin and yang, positive and negative uh, electrons and uh, protons. So we want to stimulate that energy uh, in our lives as well. When we, when we awaken the polarities of energy within us, that's when we can really begin to heal, Joyce. That's when people uh, can say, all right, I, I have a... I have a light side and a dark side, and I'm going to bring them together in this moment. In that unity is where the healing takes place. So I test my right side and my left side. I see, feel the vibrations in, of the crystals there, and then I decide whether or not I want to bring that crystal into my life. And, uh, you know, I, I do have a lot of crystals, but every single one of them I have tested before I have brought them into my life and into my little crystal community. Mm. So if I were to walk up to a table, I would be naturally attracted to one, but then it's the actual testing, the holding of the stone or, or crystal that that really tells if this is a match for you or not, a strong stone for you, correct? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And then you can even go further. You can find out what the healing properties of crystals are, um, and, and that's what I have done in my book, In the Art of Healing with Crystals. I've laid out the history of crystals, who used them and why, the science of them, and then the properties of the crystals, the shapes of them, the colors of them. Because through mm-hmm. the ages, many metaphysicians have decided that certain points, certain uh, um configurations of points on the crystal do certain things. So some are channelers, some are automatic healers, some are grounding, some lift you up, and some connect you to the higher realms. So whichever crystals many metaphysicians prior to us have have figured out, we can decide that. It doesn't mean you have to use it for that, but generally its tendencies are uh, to do that. Um, So, you know, you kind of wouldn't, hire a musician to necessarily cook a banquet for you or vice versa. So you hire a chef or you hire a musician to do their specific things. I have found that that works very well. And you can also find crystals that um, defy the odds, of course. There's always always a rogue in the bunch. Um, But... The, so you can you can refine your use of crystals uh, in many different ways by color, by shape, certainly by size, uh, by vibration, and by the the configuration of the points and how the crystals are actually formed themselves. Mm-hmm. I actually I'm going to share this, although I'm hesitant because of this. I can't remember the name of the stone, but I was at a gathering. Um, and I was admiring this man's ring. And so he took it off and he put it in my hand and he said, I want you to feel this. And I actually know that feeling that you're referring to, the energy in that stone. I couldn't believe it. I was holding and it was really causing funny sensations in my hand. And I was just amazed. That was my first experience with actually feeling a crystal, crystal's, crystal, 
Well, crystals, energy. So, you know, I mean, who knows that I would be talking to you today? <laughs> and I could actually experience and know what you're talking about. It's really well, is. and that's it. See, Amazing. that's it. We kind of stumble into the gemstone community from time to time, and mm-hmm. um, and and you have that experience, and then and it never goes away. It never leaves you. You always have that sense memory. Well, wait a minute. What's going on here? And that's mm-hmm. what kind of led me to explore some things as well. Um, I saw a, a woman once for a reading, and she asked me to hold a stone. And I held this stone, and I looked at it, and I said, oh, my God, this is alive. And she looked at me, and she <laughs> said, nobody has ever seen the life in that stone like you. And I said, well, it, it's very much alive. It's, you know, I can, I can see all the things moving in it. So she sent me to a gemstone expert, um, actually, who, who had a store um, on, on Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills. And he was quite amazing. And he was, and he showed me some of his amazing treasures. It was kind of like going into, you know, a, a sacred sanctum. So I enjoyed that. His name was Fayez Barakat. And he um, had, Special stones that he believed had special powers, and and they did. You know, I mean, it's like mm-hmm. if you if, if you go shopping at one of these um, crystal marts in Tucson, there's yeah. 24 square blocks of nothing but crystal vendors, right. and you can literally be short of breath or feel like you're on a 10,000 foot mountaintop. It's like it's very overwhelming when you're in the presence of this amount of crystal energy. But you know, it exists, and whether we want to believe in it or not is our choice. I've just had experiences all around the world with healing stones, with monuments made of crystal, and and oh. crystalline substances, and the blue stones, for example, at Stonehenge, uh, they'll knock you out. They're so amazing, and they were brought over land, 200 uh, 200 miles over land from Wales because of their electromagnetic energies, and the ancients knew this in 2500 B.C. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to put, it's hard to think that it's that old, and it's still very powerful, very active. Now, I did buy a blue stone when I was there just last year. And if, would I have selected, could I have done the same test that that man um, helped me do by putting it, would I have selected a blue stone and some would be active and some would not? Does it have to resonate with your energy? Or is it? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. I mean, yes, yes, it, it, it should. Now, and there's, there's, Times when one stone will resonate with somebody else's energy and not another person's. It, the yeah. the stones and the crystals are individual. They are alive. They breathe and they vibrate. So of course they're going to have their individual signature. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I might hold a stone and just be, oh my heavens, look at this! It's, yeah, this is <laughs> rock and roll in my hand. And you might feel it and say, what are you talking about? So <laughs> and, and vice versa. Um, so you know, yes, they all have personalities. They all have different things. And when we see them as a who, not a what. It will change our relationship with the mineral kingdom. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask some geography questions here because this just 
I'm so curious about this. When did these develop? In what part of the of our development of the world did these crystals, did they all come at one time? Was this an an event that occurred or or how did they come to be? Well, um People are always digging in the earth. And so way back in the time of Solomon, Solomon wore certain stones that he found uh, to be helpful. He wore a carnelian. Napoleon Mm -hmm. wore a carnelian because it's a, it's a warrior stone. The Egyptians uh, covered their pyramids in crystal and limestone and at the very, very top of the pyramids was a quartz crystal pyramid. Uh, it is alleged that they used these for energy transmitters, that these are not the burial tombs that we've been taught in our history books, but these were mm-hmm. sources of energy, and they actually had their form of ancient lights. So they were able to build the pyramids, um, you know, some of the monuments around, using the, the light that they generated from um from the cosmos, from they, they were able to have their own kind of solar uh, lights and electromagnetic energy that they turned into these little instruments. Um, the, you know that research is available um, online, and I also discuss mm-hmm. it in my book, and I also mm-hmm. give links. People can uh, look at that. So when we start to look at history a little differently, we will find that every civilization has used them. The there were jade masks that the Aztec warriors were buried in because they believed yeah. that it would bring them prosperity in the afterlife. The uh, Tutankhamun, his entire death mask is um, has carnelian and turquoise and other stones in it because they wanted him to have uh, romance and they wanted him to have love in the afterlife and also be able to communicate, so they chose turquoise. These, the ancient Mayans people would use crystals and gemstones to, do, to diagnose illnesses and to treat mm-hmm. diseases. The Japanese used them in 5000 B.C. to tell futures, oh and they also used them as a source of power to ward off their enemies. The ancient Indians sat underneath the Kalpa tree, which was made all of diamonds and precious stones, and they would sit under that for illumination, enlightenment, and inner wisdom. Everybody has used them. I mean, the the Egyptians were quite amazing because the first jewelry, Joyce, was made to sit on reflexology points of the body. It wasn't designed to say, oh, look how rich I am, aren't I cute in these sparkly things. They were healers, and so they wore stones at their neck, on their throat, uh, in in the belly button. Uh, The ruby sapphire was worn in the belly button for a lot of different reasons, Mm. including uh, beauty and sexuality. But the stones hung in the ears, and it hung on the forehead, on the third eye, in order to heal and to communicate. And even the pharaohs used the things called the wands of Horus, which were filled with crystalline... I'm going to to stop you here because I don't want anyone to miss anything that you're saying. But we do have to go for a short break. So when we come back, I want you to continue talking about 
jewels. Who knew that those jewels that they used, we now adorn ourselves with, were really valuable to help their energy and change their energy. Amazing. So we'll be back shortly, and Kat will show more of her knowledge. Thank you so much. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Now we are talking today with Kak Young about crystals and her new book, The Art of Crystals. And it's art, did I say and art of healing with crystals. And so just before break, she had gone into the wands of horror. She was telling us all about how, how crystals were used in the past. So Kat, do you mind going back and completing that story for us? Not at all. Um, I, I love to talk about how the Egyptians used uh, crystals and gemstones because you know, we're talking 3500 BC, etc., <laughs> when they were really active. And um, the pharaohs, it, you can look at any picture of a pharaoh standing, and you'll see two little tubes, two little uh, hollow tubes in there. They're not hollow, but the two little tubes in both of their hands, both the, the, the female and the male pharaohs. And what they were, one was copper and one was zinc. And inside they had a blend of different gemstones and crystals. And these pharaohs were basically very committed to using the gemstones to stimulate the hypothalamus, the pituitary, and the thyroid. And this balance, they believed that if they held these uh, rods in their hands, and they were, uh, you know, just these little uh, cylinders, um, mm-hmm. that that would stimulate a vibrational pattern within their bodies. Now, these pharaohs, they, they ate well, they dieted, they worked out, they took 
extreme care of their bodies because Mm -hmm. they were supposedly half divine and half man or half human. So when they used the wands of Horus, they were attuning themselves to the higher level, to the cosmic wisdom. And when they did that, they wanted to be pure in their body, mind, and soul. So they didn't indulge. They didn't have big orgies. They didn't overindulge in, uh, you know, in uh, fermented spirits, for example. They kept their bodies temples, and they used the crystalline energy for purification and for stimulation all the time. And even those conical hats they were were uh, pressurized containers so that they put pressure on the frontal lobe to keep them intelligent and smart all the time. That combined with the crystal energy allowed them to be very serious about what they were doing. Now, Cleopatra Mm -hmm. also said, Cleopatra 7 was very fun about all of this. She also used the wands, but she also ground up malachite and lapis lazuli, and what she did was use that as eyeshadow, because she figured if she could be all-seeing, let's use that third eye, she thought, so let me put (laughs) lapis and malachite on my eyes, and I'll be smarter than the average bear. Mm. So, and what were the, the qualities of malachite and lapis? Malachite and lapis lazuli. Okay, yeah. And and uh-huh. even if you if you look at some of the paintings of the Renaissance, and you'll see a, a lot of the uh, paintings of the Virgin Mary, that was um, lapis, ground up lapis used as a Ooh. paint. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, and so, yeah, so you see a lot of that with gold, gold leaf, and and that was a paint. People believed in the power of these gemstones long before we were even, uh, you know, a twinkle in our parents' eye. So yes. th- it's important for us to link back to the ancients because they had far more wisdom and far more unity with the planet than we do. And we kind of become very Descartian, and Mm. we separate mind, matter, and reason, and all that. And when we get in touch with the gemological realities of the planet, when when we allow ourselves to to connect with the vibrations of these stones, we will change our lives because they Mm. are very healing. And if the past ancients knew more than we did, then we better step up our game because we're lagging behind the Egyptians. Mm Mm-hmm. And, we're, and and the Greeks and the Mayans and the Aztecs and all these ancient societies, the Chinese. And so and when we bring this, this into our lives, it, that's why I call my book The Art of Healing with mm-hmm. Crystals, because it's yeah. about healing of anything. If we have an emotional problem, then we can go to the gemstone world and we can choose crystals that have the vibration of healing that particular malady of ours if we're if we need grounding if we want to go on a job we're going to take either jasper or carnelian with us because it Mm -hmm. gives us courage to go out in there and it's not that we rely on this stuff joyce this is not a placebo this isn't something that we say oh you do it i don't have to do it no no no. we take it along as a helper this is something that's going to help me get through it's going to remind me that I have the strength and the courage to get through this. And it does that. And when we program these crystals, when we tell them what their purpose is, 
Like I have a crystal on my desk, and if I'm writing a new book and I get to a point where it's like, oh, I have writer's block or I just can't get through a particular point or I don't know how to organize something, I'll look at my crystal and say, okay, your job is to take me to the place where I have enlightenment. You need to give me the inspiration I need and, and you know, so that I can move through this. And mm-hmm. if I'm quiet and sit there, that crystal will go help me find what I need to find, whether it just be, you know, following a link on the Internet that gives me something that goes, aha. So I call mm-hmm. it my aha crystal because it takes me to the next aha that I need to, uh, you know, <laughs> the next stair step I need. And I have crystals that are for healing. I have crystals that help me through a sad time. Um, I even have a crystal that helps me uh, calm the cats in the cat room so that they don't squabble. And, it's, you know, it's just kind of fun because, you know, I'm not... Uh, I'm not the crazy lady on the hill uh, surrounded by crystals, but I do integrate them in my life because I recognize their power. And I am so grateful that my studies brought me in touch with these ancient civilizations because I am learning at their feet about what these can do and how these can help us and that we live our lives in connection with these powerful stones. So you mentioned having them in the room. So it's not necessarily that for you in the room with your animals. So it's not necessary that we touch since, you know, maybe your cats wouldn't or whatever. I have a dog, but it's not so much that they would touch them. It's just their energy in the room that could do their Yes, it's their energy plus the programming, plus the job that I have given it to do. So it's been assigned a task, and when when that's what it does, it's it's pretty amazing. I think, you know, we we talked a little bit about um, my story. I'll tell you, in Egypt, uh, my friend Jackie Zeman, who you might know her, she's on General Hospital, and when I produced that, a show for a couple of years, uh, she and I became friends. And so mm-hmm. in that, in a hiatus one summer, I said, Jackie, I'm going to go to Egypt with a, um, a psychic friend of mine, Patricia Michelle, who is a psychic in Cincinnati. She helps police uh, solve crimes, and she's just oh. a renowned, brilliant psychic. And yeah. so um, I met her through television as well, and she was taking a group on a special metaphysical tour of Egypt. I said, Jackie, do you want to come along? She said, yes. So we flew to Egypt together, and we took this tour with Patricia and her group, and we started at the bottom of the Nile. You In, in Egypt, you start at the, the bottom, and you sail up. You start at Aswan, and you sail up to Cairo and Alexandria. And so I was selecting, this was a, a, a tour that was connected with the chakras. And, again, yes. that's something else I explain in the book of how the ancient Egyptians divided up their uh, their monuments per chakra. And if you take the journey from Aswan to Alexandria, you will cleanse all of your chakras in the various different temples, the, the temples at Karnak, oh. Luxor, Aswan, yes. 
Akhenhaten, etc. And you do a little ritual there. So that's what we did at each of these temples. We did a little um, chakra uh, purification. And I collected yeah. stones at each one. I, uh, at, we would go to the souk or the market, and I would buy a couple of stones off some vendor. When I came back, I had it all made into a necklace. And then I realized, oh, my, this is a powerful little thing. So I wear that for all my healing points, uh, all my healing appointments. But what I also did is I took some crystals, and we were allowed special privilege into the Giza Pyramid. And at the Giza Pyramid, we had a little ceremony where I consecrated those crystals in that uh, next to the sarcophagus in the king's chamber. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I left a big crystal down the, the gate there. There was a little um, grate that they had uh, for air, and I left a crystal there. And I also left a crystal under the left paw of the sphinx. And so I'm able to tune into, whenever I want to accomplish anything globally, I tune into those crystals and I ask them to join with the crystal. I had three, so I have the sister crystal still with me. And I allow them to all just kind of conjoin and create a healing energy that can shower the world or wherever I want to uh, send peace and love and inspiration. So I have some of the crystals from Egypt still, and I allow people to charge up their crystals with the energy from the pyramid because if we believe the research that says that these were used as power centers uh, in ancient times, then we are uh, spreading that energy around the world um, one at a time. So even with the stone, you say you have a sister stone to it, the, you've there is connection with the stones that still remain in Egypt. Yeah. Yes, because yeah, they came from the same uh, the same dig, if you will. They came from the same yeah. mining, and and they were given to me together. And uh, you know, that's a whole other story. A woman walked up to me at a crystal show and said, "I was told to give these to you. Are you traveling soon?" And I said, "Yes, I'm going to Egypt in a few weeks." She said, "Take these with you," and. Uh, you know, I was kind of blown away, and I said, okay, oh. thank you. And uh, I took them, and I left two there, and I brought one home. So, uh, you know, it, it's amazing. Stuff like that happens all the time when you are connected to the world in this way, and you, you yeah. work your way through as a vibrational creature. And, uh you know, I don't have to dress weird or wear a silly hat or chant anything in particular. I just am me, but I'm aware of the, this other power that exists, and that's um, that's enough for me. And it has enhanced, changed, broadened, and made my life so much more interesting and worthwhile. Mm. I, I just can't imagine all of the stories. I love the Egypt story, but... Having gone to India and all those different sites and experiencing the crystals in all those different sites, I just, you have, yes, I'm so glad you wrote your book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, it, it was, it's been so much fun. And I have, you know, traveled when you have like a, a, uh, an idea of mind, a goal in mind. It takes you uh, various wonderful places. And I know even standing at Stonehenge, it was amazing. There was a particular stone there where I used my pendulum over it, and the pendulum 
was like out of its mind. It was like it was like a roller coaster, and I'd never experienced wow. that before. So there there are ley lines and telluric lines and dragon lines that unite some of these ancient centers all around the world, and you feel them, and you can prove that they're there by using um, you know your pendulum or just by feeling it. And these energies can shift your own energy, especially when you just bring it in when you understand that it has an energy, you have an energy, and then together you form a third energy. And that's where the connection happens, and that's where the healing begins, in that third realm that you create. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Now, I want, I know there are some listeners out there that want to know, well, where do I start? I've never been exposed to this before. So where do I start my journey with understanding crystals and you know i can say definitely the first place would be to buy your book the art of healing with crystals so where do they buy your book Kat? oh thank you joyce well yeah you know and i i wrote the book for that very reason i want people to get in touch and uh you can buy the book on amazon uh, it's, uh, it, it's readily available. So you can mm-hmm. purchase it on Amazon and then start and read the book, understand the whole, um, genre of crystals and then go out and begin to select. I take people step by step through the whole crystal understanding process and then the buying of it, the cleansing of it, and then the programming. Oh. You know, I, yeah. I give away all my trade secrets in this book because <laughs> I want people to really get in touch with it and let it um, uh, change their lives. And I tell you, I have, you know, 30 years worth of stories of things things that have changed in people's lives because they have gotten in touch with this wonderful energy and this wonderful vibration. And then they have put it, they have directed it correctly and put it to good use for themselves. Mm. That's, that's exciting. I mean, uh, you, you're providing a new source of, of empowerment to us really by sharing your knowledge of the crystals and how they can affect your life, how they can change your life. When, well, th- when thank I you. go, ma'am. That's so, well, I was just going to say thank you for that because that's really the bottom line is that I want people to understand that they have personal power to reclaim their health, to reclaim their lives, to heal themselves at every level. You know, we don't have to run off immediately to the doctor and take something external. We have the power within, and we have that healing power as part of our natural birthright. And crystals are one way in which we can uh, help ourselves. So I, I want to empower, that's exactly the word, empower people to understand that they have uh, say over their own destiny. Yeah, yeah. We, we definitely have forgotten that. You know, with all this political stuff that goes on and constantly in front of us, we sometimes forget we have that power. And um, so I appreciate your work very much in helping us reconnect with that. So go to Amazon.com and look up her book, The Art of Healing with Crystals, Cac Young, and that's K-A-C. How'd you get that name, Cac? <laughs> it's Celtic. <laughs> it's, Celtic. it's Celtic. So it was, oh. yeah. Um, 
uh, I'm not sure, but that's uh, th- those are my roots. So <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting name. Uh, so anyway, it's the first time I've heard Keck, and you are Doctor Keck Young. I am Doctor Keck. Yes, yes, I am. Um. So, what was the most? I know you've shared how it's changed your life, but what what is some of the one of the things that you you so appreciate about this journey that you've been on? I know there's a lot of doors that have opened. There's a lot of experiences, but is there one that just really resonates that you would like to share with my guests? Well, yes, I have answer A and B to that. One is that I think I am extremely grateful for having stumbled into this amazing world. And I have been fortunate enough to have a couple of clients that that have absolutely uh, had miraculous recovery by using crystal energy. And that has even enlightened me and and spun me Mm. forward into this area because I see what can happen. And you know, it, when you are ready for change, crystals can help do that. And that, and they are gentle, they are soft, or they can be powerful depending on what you need. That's what's so mm-hmm. wonderful about them. And I think mostly, it this crystal work serves a lot of my purpose, and that is to help people understand that they have the power within and that they can connect mind, body, and soul and use the crystal world to get where they want to get to. They don't have to stay stuck. They don't have to be hurt. They are not a victim. They are not to blame. They can change from within. And that's my message. And this, and the, and the crystals ha- can help do that. So, but definitely read my book because it explains it all. Mm-hmm. It's not woo woo. Uh, you know, it's not mm-hmm. airy fairy. It is science and it is belief oh thank you i'm so glad you said that because my listeners out there really need that message they're they're transitioning they're changing they're always in evolution as we all are but knowing there is something out there that that really is a support to us that helps us make those transitions easier just is so powerful so i thank you very much for sharing that with us now, well, I you're, know, you're welcome. I know that you write a lot of books. And so with this book, how I have to ask was this is a collection of many years of your work. And so is this the book or will you continue to write other books? Well, there are a couple of uh, signature books. The, the book I ca- that came out in 2017 is called um, The Healing Art of Essential Oils, and it's using essential oils and their vibrational power. What I kind of discovered in this journey just recently is the fact that um, all of my works have to deal with vibration, human vibration, spiritual vibration, and earth and magnetic vibration. And so I kind of stumbled into this umbrella, if you will, recently. So I'm creating an online school uh, called the, um, the, Heal- the, the Healing Artist Academy. 
And people are going to be able to go on to my academy and learn all about crystals, about feng shui, about essential oils, about box flowers. They're going to be able to learn 21 different categories and end up with a healing arts practitioner certification because I'm tired of people taking a course for six hours online and then going out and thinking that they are a capable, you know, fill-in-the-blank professional, and they're not. So I'm going to educate people the way I've been educated for years and years and years um, with the proper schooling behind it so they can help and heal other people. So right now I have a feng shui certification course up on my Healing Arts Academy, and uh, there are a couple of students now taking feng shui. That's something else I teach. Again, working with energies and working with vibrations. So that's kind of what I am. You know, I see myself standing in front of an orchestra filled with all Mm. of these ways to use vibration and energy. Yes. And you you practice in, um, I'm I'm, I'm looking, Um, all the different areas you you work with uh use your third doctorate degree in clinical hypnotherapy people manage weight control smoking sensations behavior modification stress reduction past life regression and phobia management you have you have so many uh, uh parts to you it's just amazing now is this all on your website it is, you know, and, and anybody can go to my website and see all these different categories. It's CAC Young, spelled K-A-C, Kitchen Apple Charlie, Young, Y-O-U-N-G, dot com, CACYoung.com. And you can communicate with me through that website if you'd like to as well. And, uh, you know, I have all my subjects there soon, soon to be this academy where people can get their own degree and be a healing arts practitioner. Oh, I think that's exciting. Do the right now you offer programs, but you're making it into an academy of education. I am. Yes, yes. Uh, I am. That that's my legacy. That's that's my leave behind is this academy <laughs> so that people will be trained and taught, you know, the right way. Yes. Oh, that's exciting. And when do you um expect this to be up and going? Well, right now you can take the feng shui certification course. You can take that now. But as I add courses, I'll be adding courses probably um, one every other month uh, over the next two years. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Well, CAC, this has been a very, uh, a growth growth podcast. Just uh, wonderful to visit with you about all that you've accomplished in your life to expose us more to the crystals and their benefits and their their healing capabilities. It's just been um, really great to have you on this show today. You are most kind to say that, Joyce. And anytime we can chat again, please, I'd love to be on your show. I'd love to talk about any other subject with you. Um, you are an, a wonderful, warm, and kind interviewer. So thank you, and mm-hmm. I hope we'll thank meet you. again. Well, we have a whole a whole um, group of courses that we could talk about. And so many of them I'm interested in. So I am assuming that other people that are out there in the audience are as well. So thank you. Thank you. I just appreciate our time together today. Thank you. Yes. 
So as you listen to this, I, I know that you have had some questions come up that I didn't ask. And so take the opportunity to connect with CAC. Go to our website, but first go pick up her book because the answer might be in that book. It's full of insight and wonderful information that will benefit you as you grow in this new area. This may be a completely new area for you. And that's what Second Wind is about, exposing you to the wonders that are out there that we just haven't been able to explore on our own. So I hope that you'll take the initiative. You'll say, yes, I'm going to order that. You can do it from Amazon right in your front room. And you'll begin your journey into understanding how this history, this, the crystals, actually do have healing properties. They can help us. And this is a new thought. So thank you very much for being with us today. I hope that this show has broadened your world. And I look forward to next week where we'll connect again. Thank you for being with us. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 